historic moment. Raptors win. Good afternoon and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode five of the DNVR Raptors podcast. I'm Colton Strickler, and today I'm joined by Ella Rose Hammond, who is helping out with the Colorado Raptors youth rugby program and the marketing department as a whole. How's it going, Ella Rose? Good, thanks, Colton. It's good to be here. Thanks. I'm happy to have you on. All right. So unfortunately, before we get into all that stuff, the Raptors trip to Austin, get to know Ella Rose a little bit better, uh, we should probably touch on the horrible tragedy that took place over the weekend. Um, by now, I'm sure everybody's heard about the helicopter crash that killed Los Angeles Laker legend Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, and seven other people um, on board a flight that was headed to a basketball practice. So I just thought this would be appropriate time to take the time, make sure that all the victims of the tra- tragedy um, receive the attention and respect that they deserve as their families deal with the horrible losses that have surely turned their worlds upside down, every single one of them. Um, so those people uh, are John uh, Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, and Alyssa Altobelli, Christ, uh, Christina Mauser, Aria Zaboyan, who was the pilot, Sarah Chester, and Peyton Chester. Uh, make sure you keep uh, the family and friends of all nine of those victims in your prayers as they deal with just a horrible situation that I'm sure has completely altered the course of their life. Um, so sports honestly don't really matter in the midst of all this, but being that Kobe was such a giant sports figure. I feel like um, it's kind of the appropriate platform to talk about it. And I feel like a lot of people, um, including myself, have have really felt feelings about this situation that they'd normally feel when it comes to these celebrity deaths and and that type of stuff. But Kobe was a larger-than-life figure. Um, He's really important to quite quite a few people. And he was a guy that seemed to really work hard um, to constantly better himself and grow and and really just work towards the person he wanted to be. He's a guy that had a lot more interest than just basketball, and um, that's something I really respected about him, and I think that's what life should be about in general. We all should um, really diversify our interests as much as we can. We all should try to grow. We all should just really strive to be the best people that we can be. Um, and just in, on the back of this whole thing, I walk away from it feeling that uh, – I have a better understanding of how precious life really is, I guess, because um, because if it could happen to Kobe, who just seemed like an untouchable guy, it literally could happen to any of us at any second. So just make sure you're telling the people that you love, you love them. Make sure you're making the most out of every day. Um, and that's kind of how I feel on the back of this whole thing is I feel motivated to just kind of attack my life and my projects and my goals and everything with the same intensity that he attacked his um, the way that he attacked basketball, the way that he was attacking being a dad and coaching and all that stuff. Um, so that's kind of how I feel um, after all that. So that's especially with a few days that I'm going to sit on my mind because I know this will come out on Wednesday and I'll be three, four whole days after this whole thing. But that's kind of how I'm feeling. That's uh, what I kind of wanted to get off my chest heading into that. Um, is there anything you'd like to add to that, Ella Rose? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I agree with what you've said. He's such a inspirational guy and um reflecting on it is is a good way to look at our own lives and how we should really embrace each day and and tell the people that we love that we love them and and yeah just give our all because we just we never know you never know yeah 
Yeah, and I guess like when it's your time, it's your time. And while we it may not seem like it was any of their time to go, um, I guess that's how it is. And and so I guess with all that kind of out of the way, we can we can talk a little bit about rugby. It's kind of a sharp transition and one that uh, might not seem that super important, but like I just mentioned, the best way to to kind of move forward is to attack our lives with that same intensity. So we're gonna we're gonna do the best we can and put out the best product we can. So kind of moving into this weekend, the Raptors were in Austin. They wrapped up their uh, second and final match of the preseason in Austin against the Herd on Saturday afternoon. And they ended up walking away with a 22-21 victory over the Herd. Um, the Raptors trailed by seven at half and found a way to grind out a victory, which is always good to see, whether it be in a preseason, whether that be in a regular season, whether it be in the playoffs. Like just showing that fight is, is good news for the Raptors. Um, and I'm sure always coming out with a victory is something that that's your goal every time you, you take the pitch. So I'm sure they were pleased with that. They were pleased with the, the effort that they got on that end. Um, and then, and now they're ready to go. They have a week break for the Super Bowl weekend. They'll have a week off, and then they'll head to Houston to take on the Sabercats, and they'll be, they'll be live bullets in just 10 days. That's crazy. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, it's crazy. It's coming quick. So fast. It's coming quick for sure. So I'll have more of an update on uh, Austin tomorrow, but for now we'll jump into uh, getting to know Ella Rose a little bit, um, learning what she's doing with the club, where she's from, all that type of stuff, and then um, we'll jump into some mailbag questions that we got um, over the last two weeks. So these are good questions. Keep sending in your questions, and yeah, we'll get to those in a second. So yeah, we'll jump over to Ella Rose. So um, tell us where you're from, Ella Rose. Tell us about how you what what your relationship to rugby is, how you get into the sport. Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure as you can probably tell from my accent, mm -hmm. I'm not from America. I am from New Zealand. Um, I'm from a, a very small town at the top of the South Island. And rugby has been a big part of my life um, since before I was born. Um, actually, when my mum was pregnant with me, she was watching my brother play and she was so keen on it. She was She was running down the down the field, um, eight months pregnant with me and cheering on not actually even my brother, his teammate, um, to get a try. And she she tripped over at the at the try line, eight months pregnant with me. Yeah. I'd like to enforce that. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, my, my family's very keen on rugby. Um, yeah. My brothers, I have two older brothers and they both were keen rugby players. My dad was a keen rugby player. Um, my granddad actually played for the All Blacks, the uh -huh. um, the the national team. Right, everyone knows the All Blacks. I feel like <laughs> you don't even have to be in rugby to know the All Blacks. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's that's a it's a good uh, bragging right. Um, so yeah, very very proud to to be a, a fan of rugby and mm -hmm. um, now moving here to Denver. Um, lucky enough to work here with you guys and um, focus more on like the youth rugby, which is really exciting. Um, yeah especially with rugby is um, increasing in you know popularity over here so it's it's cool to get the the youth into it yeah well it's good to hear that's awesome yeah I know I've been I've enjoyed getting to know you and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to Likewise. yeah <laughs> so how long are you here um, can you kind of talk about the work you've been doing this far just with the club and yeah so I'm just here for seven months um, supporting my boyfriend who's actually in the Raptors team yeah. um, and so I'm very lucky to be able to just work with the event center and the youth rugby to try and kickstart that 
more popularity with that program. Um, so I'm, I'm working on the social media side of things. Um, so we have a, we've been working on a bit of a plan, so we're excited to get that into motion. Um, and yeah, I'm just excited to be a part of this really cool organization and, and grow the rugby and rugby yeah. and the sport and the fans and everything. Yeah, that's one thing I've talked about quite a bit is just how like really cool and like you said and unique just the whole operation that the Raptors is like here in Glendale from the top to bottom, just the way it's set up and the way it's run. And I know that kind of spans across MLR. All the MLR teams really is um, the the people that pitch in to make this thing go. Is, it's it's pretty unique and. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that I, I think is pretty cool about the whole situation. So Definitely. Cool. So I guess, are, are you ready to jump into these questions? Yes, yes, definitely. Thanks for the introduction. Uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you. So, uh, yeah, we'll just jump right in, like I mentioned. Um, thank you to everyone who submitted some mailbag questions this week and every week, and thank you to everyone who's been listening. Uh, please keep sending them our way. You can go ahead and DM them to at DNVR underscore Raptors on Twitter. You can DM them to me personally at Colton Strickler. However, you can get in touch with me, send me a question. We'll be sure to ha uh, answer them. Um, if you've been listening to the show, silly ones, serious ones, ones you think are dumb, basic ones, any there, there's no dumb questions, send in any and all of them. So on that note, we'll jump right in. Are you ready? All right. So this question came from Justin, and he says, what team is looking the most threatening to the Raptors in 2020? Yeah, so uh, thank you for the question, Justin. Um, yeah, I think just kind of the, the the obvious answer in this one is the it's it's the Seattle SeaWolves. They haven't lost. Yeah. They haven't lost the final yet, right? <laughs> They've been in the league. This is the third year. Watch They've out. won the first two championships, so um, they're the champs until someone knocks them off. They've got they've got a unique community. They've got a really strong fan base. Having I've got an opportunity to go up to Seattle and see some matches there. Everybody I've talked to says it's one of the toughest, tougher, if not the toughest places to play in MLR. Um, yeah, I know you, a club you have some familiarity with <laughs> was just there, the Tasman Marco um, from New Zealand was just played Seattle this last weekend. Um, Seattle ended up knocking them off. Can you kind of, El Rose, could you kind of give us a little background on yeah, them as a club? Yeah, so this is actually my, my local team, the Tasman Marcos. Um, so I'm a bit sad to, to report this news, but we only we only just lost. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's the a preseason game, you know. It's not yeah, you know, and they're not at the peak, but right. <laughs> obviously the SeaWolves are, are a competitive team, um, beating a, a side from New Zealand that has um, actually won the Mitre Team Cup last year. So that definitely shows that they're a side to be reckoned yeah. with. Yeah, they're a quality side, and if there's any proof you needed, that's it right there. I would think so. Um, I think that's the that's the team that's looking the most threatening to the Raptors in 2020, just because, um, and partially because it's Seattle will be in the Raptors conference. They'll both share the Western Conference, so they'll play them twice a year. Um, and if the Raptors are are looking to get back into, if they want to win the final, they're going to have to beat them again. So that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the kind of that's who I think is looking the most threatening to them in 2020. So thank you for the question, Justin. All right. Next question from Eli. What is a ruck? Yeah. So a ruck, um, ruck is is kind of the is the is the closest thing as I can explain to like a play in football. That's kind of like what starts and ends a play. So it's kind of like a snap in football because just because it starts and ends a play, right? So the definition of a ruck is is when a player is tackled and then two guys step over him over the tackle and compete for the ball, right? 
So there, there's a lot of different rules in the rucks. I feel like the most penalties you'll see in rugby um, take place in the rucks. Would you agree with that, Rose? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's just so you two guys come in, they stand over the tackle, they compete for the ball. It's kind of like a wrestling match, sort of. <laughs> you have to come straight through the gate, which means you have to come head on. You can't come in the ruck from the side and earhole a guy because you could really hurt them. Um, you, yeah, there's there's a bunch of different rules that go on in the ruck, but that's kind of how the ball is recycled and kind of starts a different play. So a guy gets tackled, he places the ball back towards his team. You'll see his teammates come over, step over him. Um, they just, it's kind of, you're kind of blocking the defender in a way from getting down in there and stealing the ball. Uh, that's another rule in a ruck. When, if you're engaged with a guy, you can't make any plays at the ball. Um, you just, it's kind of like a wrestling match or like it's a battling for the line of scrimmage in football kind of like you, you try to push the other guy back, clear some room for your team to get the ball, whether you're on offense or defense, and then the play goes on from there. So that's my super um, quick definition of what a ruck is. Um, I know we've we've been doing some rugby 101 pieces. We published the first one last week about scoring. Um, I plan on doing one kind of along these lines too with the ruck and some different terms and hopefully you can get familiar with some of the rules and formations and all that type of stuff. So um, that's my super basic elementary definition of a ruck and hopefully that gives you somewhat of an idea. But once we kind of get into those rugby 101 pieces, I can put in some videos and you'll get a better idea. So. Um, that's kind of the answer to that one. So thank you for the question, Eli. Next question is from Chad. And he says, who are some players to look out for on the Raptors this season? Any studs? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've talked quite a bit about uh, Luke White and John Ryberg already um, in a couple of these podcasts and a couple of videos I've done for DMVR. But um, those guys are obviously going to be key players this year. Um, a couple other guys come to mind. Robbie Petzer is a guy who scores a lot of points. Um, he kicks a lot of goals. He scores a lot of tries. He's very active in the back line. Uh, same with Chad Goff, who I had on just last week talking to him. He scored a 100-meter try last year, if that gives you any indication of what type mm -hmm. of player he is, especially as a hooker. Like that's uh, like I mentioned before, that's pretty rare. Um, another guy that comes to mind is Chad London. He's, he's a guy who's been around the Raptors for quite a while, and um, he's continuing to play at a high level. Uh, got a short tackler. Um, also makes a lot of plays with ball in hand. And the last guy I put on the list um, is Atta Malifa, who's another guy who's been around the Raptors for a long time, I think at least nine, ten years that oh, he's wow. been around the club. Yeah, so he's <laughs> been here for quite a while. Um, and he he hits like a Mack truck, and he's just – with that type of experience, he's so savvy when it comes to playing, passing, distributing. He's a really intelligent uh, player. And he, and he makes quite a bit of plays. So, did I leave anyone off, Elros? <laughs> I mean, other than Michael Curry. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, Michael Curry, of course, uh, who just came over from the Tasman Marcos that we just mentioned. Um, he, I think he's going to be a key addition, just from even just the lineups we've seen and all that. He's he's been uh, he's been in the starting fifteen, so he, he's going to be another guy to look out for too. He's and he has he, a super cool girlfriend. So. <laughs> yeah. He's a big guy. I'm excited to see you play. So um, that's kind of the answer to that one. So thank you for the question, Chad. All righty. So the next question is quite interesting. Um, what was the motivation behind the rebrand? Why the move from Glendale to Colorado? Yeah. So uh, for people that aren't familiar with the Raptors, it used to be the Glendale Raptors since the club was created until just this last season, um, really towards the end. I think it was around November. Uh, yeah, so they, they made the decision to switch their name from the Glendale Raptors to the Colorado Raptors. Um, I talked to the director of rugby here at the Raptors, 
Mark Bullock back in December for a piece that I did for Major League Rugby. And uh, he kind of talked about, it just kind of made sense. Like it was the perfect time. Mm-hmm. He talked about the whole idea of when, when the rugby team was created, it was about rebranding the city of Glendale, right? I've talked about how Glendale is, is Rugby Town USA. They've earned that moniker. Um, and that's because of the work that Mark Bullock and all the players that have played for the club and everyone who's helped this club in any way. Um, that's from the work that they've done since the club was created. So um, they, they did really turn around Glendale. I know Glendale is, is a lovely area um, now. And that, a large part of that is because of the, the rugby that's been played here, the facility that's been built, the event center, all that type of stuff. So he talked about uh, rebranding the city. That's kind of what the rugby team was was created to do in a way. Um, and the work obviously has continued, but it was kind of done to a point where they felt comfortable enough to change the name from Glendale to Colorado. He talked about how Glendale is kind of a common city name. I know that Glendale, Arizona, Glendale, California, and oftentimes when they would travel, people would ask, would think they were from a different state other than Colorado. Um, they're just ready to embrace the whole state of Colorado. Changing the name to Colorado, I mean, just from a basic marketing standpoint, if mm-hmm. it draws from these these other areas, right? Like you, fans from New Mexico can be fans of the Colorado Raptors, fans from Idaho, fans from Montana, fans from Kansas. All these all these different places can be fans of Colorado Raptors because it's it's kind of more inviting, right? It's like. Yeah. It's like if you're a fan of the NFL, the Denver Broncos, there's no teams really around the Broncos. It's like the Arizona Cardinals, and that's it, right? And then the whole middle part of the country, that those people are tr- usually Broncos fans just because that's that's the team closest to them. So the Raptors kind of built, built the same way in that sense. And, uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of the another really boiled-down answer to why the switch. But, yeah, it just was a time to embrace the entire state. made sense. Um, and so it's working so far. I think everything's looked really clean. It's gone yeah. really, really smooth. It's really like strengthened um, our identity. So if you're talking to people on an international stage, I think uh, they're probably more aware of Colorado than Glendale. For sure. Um, so as we're wanting to grow the sport, I think it's really important that we're you know accessible to everyone right. and people know when they we talk about the Raptors that we're, we're from Colorado. Right. And I'm guessing I'm kind of interested <coughs> to hear this, like being from New Zealand, and being like tapped into rugby is that was Glendale a place that you didn't know? Because from my experience, like Glendale is known around the rugby world as right. a place, just because of all like the big tournaments they put on and stuff, and because they've cemented themselves as like the like rugby capital of the United States. But is that something that you knew? Yeah, it as? like I'm not gonna lie, I had I had no idea. Yeah, what, see, so where then, Glendale was or what Glendale right. was, or if it was a place or a club or what it was. So. I think now that being called Colorado Raptors, like even relaying it back to my my friends back home, they they can you know right. relate they, more. They can at least get yeah. the ideas in their brain of exactly. where this might Definitely. be. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's puts us kind on of, the map. That's kind of the idea behind the rebrand, and um, that's kind of what uh, Mark Bolk told me back in December. If you feel so inclined, you can go check out the article um, I did on the rebrand. Uh, give you a better understanding of what I just said right now, but nice. that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of that. All right, so um, one of the next question, flip it up here for a second. <laughs> next question comes from Katie, and she asks, "What's the best age for ki- kids to get into rugby, and why?" So, so a big reason I wanted El Rose to come on the show today, kind of talk about um, 
Yeah, being that she work is working with the youth rugby program here um, with the Raptors and Glendale as a whole, I figured there's no better person to answer the question um, just for this one. So, yeah, if you, you want to take this one away, Elrose? Yeah, so it fits, fits quite well. Um, I think that rugby is awesome because it is a very inclusive sport of, of not only all ages but also genders. Um, but, yeah, rugby is definitely a contact sport. So right. as a parent, you may be feeling a little bit apprehensive to send your young, little, cute four-year-old along to get tackled. Um, but the awesome thing about the youth rugby program is that it has various stages that you progress to as you get older. Um, so for the younger players, they actually start out playing a, a slightly different game. It's called flag rugby. So wait, they have, wait, what do you guys call it back in New Zealand? We actually call it ripper rugby yeah, back I home. Like that a lot better, yeah, has a bit, you know, <laughs> a nicer ring to it. But yeah, same same principle. Um, so instead of tackling your opponent, you have like a, a sort of belt around your waist with two flags on each side. And to to beat your opponent, you have to rip the flag off them. So it's obviously not as um, intense and, and as contact-heavy as, as tackling, um, but it's a good way for kids to learn the basic skills of rugby without you know incorporating that contact until they're, right. they're a bit older and they can enjoy it <laughs> instead yeah. of probably fear it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so to answer your direct your question directly, I think that the best age for kids to get involved is as early as they are keen. Um, rugby is a is a really cool culture where children not only learn rugby skills but very important life lessons. Um, they learn things such as respect, leadership, sportsmanship, accountability, responsibility, organisation, and how to work in a team which as you grow older, you learn that all of these are important in every aspect of your life. Um, so that's really awesome that they learn not only physical rugby skills, but things that they can apply to all aspects of their life. Um, Glendale Youth Rugby, slight we plug in here, actually yeah. has a great indoor program that is actually starting this Saturday at the Glendale Sports Centre Gymnasium. Um, it's running for four Saturdays this February. So if you check out www.glendaleyouthrugby.com, you can find out lots more information and you can register there. So you say websites in New Zealand? You say www instead of www? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even realize <laughs> no, no, that was no a thing. I apologize. That's, <laughs> I like picking up on the little nuances. And the yeah, I'm bringing you stuff. into the Kiwi lingo. I like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So thank you for all that information, Ella Rose. Um, did you play rugby yourself? I had a wee stint when I was younger, just when I was at the Ripper Rugby stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually did a little bit of dancing and <laughs> another sport called netball that we, you guys don't actually have. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that sounds like a different conversation. <laughs> yeah. Thing, but yeah. See, but no, that's that's kind of one thing that I've um, tried to get across too is like rugby really is for everybody. Yeah. Um, young, old, er, er, people of all different shapes and sizes. Any like anybody can play. Um, one thing I know I've written quite a bit is if you want to play rugby, just show up to a, a practice with some boots and you'll get a run Definitely. and you'll make some friends in the process. So yeah, um, thank you for all that information, all Rose. No and worries. Hopefully kinda, see some of you yeah, people on Saturday. People, yeah, <laughs> people come out to the the first uh, youth winter indoor camp. And like El Rose said, runs all, every Saturday in February. So first one's on Saturday. Um, check out the website, get some more information. Yeah, so hopefully that's uh, you guys come out and try it. 
Cool. And then that kind of leads into the, the last one. Is that you wanted to read yeah, that one? Yeah, so Katie gave us another question, which is great. So the last question is, where do the best rugby players start? Do they start right away or do they transition from football or other sports? Yeah. So thank you for the question, Katie. I'm um, kind of thinking about this. I feel like I guess the best rugby players start playing rugby, right? <laughs> yeah. Like El Rose said, um, the best age to get your kids into rugby is as early as they can. Um, if they can, if they can hold a ball like a play, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's just the best way to learn the rules as fast as you can, learn the strategies and the tactics and all that type of stuff. So I think the best rugby players play rugby, but like I mentioned before, anybody can play. So um, whether you're a football player, that's kind of how I got into it. I played football for from when I was seven years old all the way through high school and. Um, picked up rugby right in the middle of high school and it, rugby's a game you can play forever really it's rough but if you like I mentioned before if you want to play you can get a run wherever however old you are um, so I think football is a good place just because you you have the you have an understanding the basic principles of tackling um, but as I've also mentioned before I always felt more like I was playing soccer when I was playing rugby so um, Soccer is also a good place to start. You're playing sports, good place to start. If you're an athlete, you come play rugby. There's there's uh, things you that rugby, things you learn in other sports that you can play, you can put into play in rugby. Um, yeah, and I think ultimately it just comes down to the drive, the effort, and the willingness to get better at the sport. That's what makes good good players, good anything really. Like we mentioned before about Kobe earlier in the show. Um, his drive to be the best in whatever he did is what made him great at the things that he did. So um, anybody who has the willingness to learn and want to get better, willingness to work, uh, those are the those are rugby players you want on your team, right? So uh, that that kind of does it for our questions this week. So thank you, everyone, to who sent in a question. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I think the more shows we do, just I think the better – um, we're doing we're I think yeah and I'm, I'm happy to see the support whether it be on the written stuff or the podcast uh, yeah so like I mentioned before thank you for sending in questions keep sending them in uh, you can follow all of our coverage at DNVR Raptors on Twitter you can follow me personally at Colton Strickler feel free to send in any questions to uh, my personal page the Twitter page as a whole uh, yeah so Thanks, everyone, for following along. Is there any anything you'd like to say, Elros? Anything no. you want to ask me oh, before we leave um, on the spot? Oh, wow. What do you think of New Zealanders? What do I think of New Zealanders? Yeah. I like New Zealanders. Everyone I've talked to has been super nice, <laughs> so, especially since I've been working at MLR. Oh, that's good. I have no complaints at all. <laughs> sure, that's great. Yeah, I have no reason not to like any people from New Zealand. So. <laughs> good to hear. Yes. Well, thanks for having me on yeah, the show today, Colton. Thank you for joining me. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think people will enjoy it. I'm getting to know you, learning the different types of words that you guys use to <laughs> dub, describe. Dub, yes, dub. I like that. <laughs> so, awesome. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll be back, uh, like I mentioned before, we'll be back later this week. A lot more written content. We'll do some rugby one-on-one -on -one stuff, kind of get you caught up on all the rules and stuff before the Raptors start playing um, live matches on February 8th. Um, be sure to give you guys the broadcast information when we get it. Um, we got two more shows coming this week. Um, I know we'll have Luke White on, who is a is a fan favorite here um, with the Raptors. And I'm still waiting on confirmation from other one, but that should be a good show. So be sure to tune back in, guys. Thank you for listening, and have a good day.